Hello, my name is George Crabb, and um, this is my audiobook, Road to Emmaus. I am super excited about this book, this audiobook especially, because in this audiobook, you're going to be super stoked and blessed because it's just going to be a relaxed time where it's like we're just having a conversation together, and there's even extra stuff in this audiobook. So I'm going to have like side notes, uh, reading from the book and then having side notes about uh, uh, new stuff that, that's, that I've come across and, and just comments and, and uh, stuff like that. So it's a real relaxed environment. Just uh, take a deep breath, relax. We're going to open up God's Word. We're going to be fed by it. We're going to uh, experience in our imaginations actually being on that road to Emmaus with Jesus and listening to him as he explained where he was found in all of the Old Testament. Isn't that great? You know, what this world is all about, this creation and the Bible and our relationships and all of this, it all points to Jesus. And he's the Redeemer, he's the Savior of whoever would believe in him in this world. And he's going to come back someday and he's going to make this world paradise again. Isn't that great? I can't wait for that. You know, it says in the Bible that all creation is just waiting, just waiting and groaning. It just can't wait for Jesus to come back and reverse the curse and make things perfect and paradise again. Uh, can't wait. So anyway, let's get to it. Road to Emmaus. Jesus in the Old Testament by George Crabb. That's me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to it. So, uh, Road to Emmaus, copyright 2014. That's when I wrote it back in 2014. It was right after I taught uh, this at a Calvary Chapel and um, just took my notes and just started researching more and more and digging into the Word and, and uh, found even more stuff. So, all rights reserved. Scripture taken from the New King James Version, copyright 1982 by Thomas Nelson Incorporated. Used by permission, all rights reserved. All right, well, this book, I dedicated this book to Jesus. Jesus the King. He said, remember, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Those are some of my favorite words in the Bible. I love it. He is the Lord hidden in the ancient scriptures, but now revealed to the whole world as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. All right. So the table of contents, uh, basically there's, there's uh, nine chapters, and then at the end there's a little bit about the author and other books by the author. So chapter one is Road to Emmaus, and it's kind of an intro, and then we go into Genesis where some of the places where, where Jesus is actually seen in the, in the early scriptures. And then in chapter 2, we go to a heavy-hitting story that clearly shows Jesus going up the mountain to the cross, and that's Isaac and Abraham. That's chapter 2. So chapter 3, Joseph. Joseph, my favorite Old Testament character. Uh, Joseph clearly shows a picture of Jesus Christ and his story, and, and it doesn't stop there it actually shows what his future plan is for me and you and for this world still. And, and it just shows us how we can 
see through his story what to expect later. And, you know, the Bible is the best commentator, you know, for the Bible. The Bible explains the Bible the best. And Joseph is one of those stories that clearly shows Jesus and his plan. And then in chapter 4, we see Moses and the Passover. You know, Moses was a, was a heavy-hitting Christ type himself. And then later, Passover was a big picture of the cross. Chapter 5, Isaiah. Isaiah 53, everybody knows that one, right? Oh man, what a picture of Jesus and the cross. Uh, and there's more too in that chapter of where we could find Jesus and Isaiah. And then in chapter 6, we see Daniel. Daniel, who told the exact number of days when the Messiah would come. And that was written hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. And then in chapter 7, the other prophets, we'll go through some of the other prophets where we find Jesus in the Old Testament. Chapter 8, Psalm 22. You do not want to miss that. There is a hidden secret that has been revealed in the worm in Psalm 22. You are going to be stoked to hear this. And then in chapter 9, the royal family. We kind of sum it up. And it's a beautiful ending in chapter 9. And then we see a little bit about me, the author. And then there's also other books by uh, the author that you can see at the end of this book. And by the way, if you want a hard copy, which is what I have in my hands right now, if you want a hard copy of this book, I'm not, not a hard back. It's a paperback, but it's beautiful. It's got glossy cover and, and uh, actually a watercolor I did um, to prepare the cover of this book. And the watercolor has a real bright color like the sun shining in the afternoon. You could see three characters walking along on a road in the Middle East, in, in the area of Jerusalem, and um, as they move forward. And then on the back, you'll see uh, you know, the typical back of a book. See Jesus illustrating all the scriptures. And, and uh, almost 2,000 years ago, on a road from Jerusalem to Emmaus, two men were walking along and with listening to Jesus. So there's a little bit of that, and then it tells you where you can order this book uh, at Amazon Books, Barnes and Noble, and Apple iBooks. All right. Well, that's the introduction. I say we dive in, right? You know what's cool about this too is audiobooks and, and uh, online teachings and uh, things like that, MP3s, MP4s. I like it because you can pause it. You can just get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, want to go um, refresh it, heat it up pour some more coffee, get something to eat, whatever. That's the beauty of it. There's no pressure on you to take notes and, oh, no, I missed it. And, and you know, what do you do then? But this is the great thing about audio books and, and online teaching like this. You just relax, soak it in. If you want to hear it again, you can. And uh, so anyway, all right. Well, I want to, you know, let's pray. This is kind of cool for an audio book, right? We get to pray before we get into this. So, so, dear Lord, I just pray for everybody who is listening right now. And, and, and for me as well, Lord, we just need you. I need to hear your scriptures. I need to read your scriptures. I need to be fed by your word, God. And please help us. Help everyone listening. Help me that this would just be a time that glorifies you, Jesus. And that we have a fire that gets stoked up in our hearts and burns hot, a passion to know more about you, to know you, not just about you, but to know you personally. 
And we just thank you, Lord. We, we praise you. Thank you, Father. Please fill us fully with your Holy Spirit that our hearts could burn within us. And we thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and coming back to life, being raised from the dead to give us victory over death, to save us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you. In your great name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, you know, there was an old song my grandpa used to sing when I was a kid. And it was titled, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. You know what? Let's be spontaneous. Let's sing it real quick. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. All hail him who saved us by his grace and crown him Lord of all. For he is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's make it personal. You are Lord. You are Lord. You have risen from the dead, and you are Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, I just had to sing. You know, I grew up during the Jesus People movement. My parents were a couple of hippies who were uh, saved and, and completely delivered and healed from their drug addiction. And uh, as a little child growing up, I was born in 1970, I, I remember even when I was four years old, I remember the power of God's presence, the Holy Spirit, so thick and powerfully uh, during some of these revival meetings that we had. Even as a little, little boy, I just knew the presence of God was right there. I could feel His peace and His love and His, his joy and just His his care for us. And, you know, uh, 
we can experience that again today when we get our eyes focused on Jesus. All right. Well, here we go. Road to Emmaus, chapter 1, three days after Passover, 32 A.D. It was one of those bright spring mornings. The flowers were budding, the fruit trees were in full blossom, and the birds seemed to sing a fresh new song. Two friends were preparing for a journey by foot to a village called Emmaus. That was about a seven-mile trip from where they were in Jerusalem. Jesus crucified was fresh in their minds. These two men were hanging out with Jesus of Nazareth only a few days earlier in the temple of Jerusalem. Now, with their heads slumped down, and they moved by foot along the stone road out of the city. As they began to walk, they remembered their teacher named Jesus. They reflected on what took place only three days ago when he died on the cross. Luke recorded the story of these two travelers in chapter 24 of Luke's gospel. Let's read it, all right? Here we go. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. So these are two guys, uh, Cleopas, they don't give us the name of the other one, but they're, they're walking along kind of depressed here. And Jesus himself drew near and he went with them, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you are having with one another as you walk and are sad? Jesus even points out here that they were sad. So here we see them, you know, they're sad, but Jesus was about to change that. Do you like to pretend to be someone else? Have you ever dressed up in a costume so that no one could recognize you? I have. You know, we love that as kids, right? And Halloween and all that, just to dress up and, and pretend it's fun. Well, so, of course, you have. Well, this is what Jesus is doing in the story. Then after spending a few hours teaching them and then eating together, Jesus lets them see who he really was. So let's look back at the scripture again. And by the way, I'm on page nine now in the, in the hard copy book. Then he said, then he, Jesus, said to them, Oh, foolish ones and, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So Jesus here, he's, he's still in disguise, and he begins to teach them as they walked with him. So he taught them how to find who the Messiah really is in all of the Old Testament scriptures. Look at the scripture again. Here we are. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But, he cons but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now, what we see here is now they want Jesus to abide with them. Remember, Jesus once said, abide in me, right? These men were starting to do just that. So let's go back to the scripture. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, 
and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Wow, surprise, it is I, Jesus. Can you imagine this? Then Jesus used his superpowers to disappear right out of their sight. Back to Luke 24 again, here's the scripture. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Wow. Can you imagine the scene? These, these two were burned out because they thought Jesus was dead. However, their hearts felt strangely warmed and, and their burned out hearts became filled with the warm light of God as they walked with him. Even though they did not know it was he, they felt his great love burn in their hearts. Have you ever felt warmness in your heart? Like when your mom, dad, grandma, grandpa gave you a nice warm hug? I have. I know you have too. You had feelings of love burning in your heart in a good way, right? So they may have walked they may have been walking down the slope of this mountain full of olive trees, uh, walking toward the east gate of the temple. They may have crossed over a stone bridge at the bottom of the valley over the Kidron Brook. Luke wrote, quote, From Moses and all of the prophets, he expounded to them in all of the scriptures the things concerning himself. Expounded means to make it clear. So therefore, Jesus made it clear to them where he was found in all the scriptures. The scriptures back then were the books of Moses, prophets, and then the Psalms. So Jesus explained where, he, where they could find him in these books. Imagine it. I mean, open the Bible, start in Genesis, and go all the way to Malachi. That is what we see happening on this journey. We're about to see Jesus in all of it. So get ready to go on a great adventure as we see Jesus teach us as we join him on the road to Emmaus. We can see the Lord walking with the two men as they spoke in the scriptures. The men, they felt something good going on in their hearts, right? So imagine it. He starts in the book of beginnings, also called the book of Genesis. Here we see the creation of the universe, the sun, the moon, and the earth and the forested mountains and the waterfalls. Most of us read this and we think it's, it's only God the Father doing all of the creating. However, the scriptures point to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, creating all things. God said in Genesis, he said, quote, let us make man in our image. Was God talking to the angels? No way. Angels did not make us, and we are not made in their image. God the Father was talking to God the Son, Jesus, and to God the Holy Spirit. This is hard for us to wrap our, our minds around and put into a nice little box, but it takes faith. Remember, the word for God used in the Hebrew, the word for God used uh, in Genesis was plural. It was plural speaking of more than than one but yet one it's it's a it, check it out sometime look up those words it, it makes it even more interesting and, and ignites something in your heart when you do that all right so the bottom of page 13 
So it takes trusting in God's word in these things. We cannot understand creation, but we believe. After all, something does not come from nothing. God created humankind in the image of himself, who said, in our image. Remember, that's what God said. So later, we see Adam and Eve living in the Garden of Eden, and it was all good. Then we see something terrible happen. Man disobeyed God and ate of the forbidden fruit. So through one man, Adam, sin entered in, into all of us humans. Remember, the Bible makes it clear that Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. Therefore, we see that through one man, from one tree, sin and death condemned all mankind. So on that road to Emmaus, Jesus, still being in disguise, taught these two men how to see Jesus in his scriptures. You see, through one man's disobedience at the tree, we are cursed to death. However, through one man's obedience at the tree, the cross, we have life everlasting if we choose. We see a clear picture of Christ in Adam. As Jesus kept teaching and walking, he may have shown where, where the good news is first. We see it where, where God said to the serpent, I will put enmity, quote, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He, capital He, this is speaking about Jesus, shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. Jesus crushed Satan's head on the cross. He crushed all of his authority over mankind. Satan, though, bruised his heel as Jesus' feet were pierced. So moving further along, we see Noah, the ark, the great flood. The people of the, the world mocked Noah. You know, he preached for over a hundred years to these people. Peter recorded that, and they rejected him. But Noah was a carpenter. This is interesting. Noah was a carpenter building the wood vessel with wood, nails, and a hammer. Well, this illustrates the wood cross. It was through the wooden vessel, nailed together and sealed with pitch, applied by the hyssop branch that saved Noah's family. The unbelieving world rejected Noah and the ark, so they suffered death. However... Noah and his family lived and had a new beginning together as one family. Therefore, it was through one man, Noah, that humankind was no longer in danger of extinction. Noah's ark was a story of the good news of Christ. It was a picture, a type, right? This is great. So if you believe God and obey, you too can live. Just enter into the ark so to speak, the relationship with Jesus through the wood of the cross and be saved. He will save you from the fiery flood coming, the wrath of God which is coming to this world. So you too, just like Noah's family who joined him in the ark, will live. If you believe in him, you'll live and begin a new life. Perhaps Jesus said, by the way, talking to these two guys, by the way, did you know that today is the third day after Passover and is the same day that the ark rested on top of the mountain? Remember that? It was three days after that. 
Remember, it was a new beginning. New life springing up everywhere. And that dove came down, came back to Noah with the olive branch. The two men walking along with their disguised Jesus may have began to feel their hearts warm and hope with hope. It, it was a new hope, a new life, a new beginning. You know, back to that ark thing, here's a side note. It says in the Bible that it was the 17th day, the 17th day of the first month, which is three days after Passover. Interesting stuff here. So you will see much more in the following chapters of this book. You will, you are also just, we are just, just kind of unwrapping the outer paper like a Christmas gift. Just wait until you see what's inside the box. This is so exciting, you guys. This is so great. I remember as I typed this manuscript, my heart warmed too. I could feel the burning of the Holy Spirit just as it did for the two men on the road to Emmaus. All right, that's the first chapter, which is like an introduction, you guys. So I just, I'm so stoked. I can't wait. And by the way, I'm going to give little opportunities during this audio teaching. If you don't know Jesus personally, like a, like a father knows a son or, or like friends know each other or like a, a, a wife knows her husband, if you don't know him personally, that is what you need. And there's only one way. You have to believe in him. You have to be born again. And Jesus said, you must be born again. As he told Nicodemus that, the religious leader. He said, you must be born again or you won't see the kingdom of God. So if you want to do this now, if you feel the Holy Spirit working on your heart, God telling you, you need to do this. Just repeat this prayer after me. You're praying to God, not me. You're praying to God. This is business between you and him. And you're just... You're turning from your sin and you're inviting Jesus into your life. All right? Pray this prayer right after me if this is you. Dear Lord, I am a sinner. I have sinned and failed in my life. I'm sorry for my sin. I turn from my sin. And I choose to follow you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe, Lord, that you came to this earth, born as a man, yet still God, and that you laid down your life on the cross. You died on the cross. You shed your blood for me. But in three days, you came back. You you came back to life. You were raised from the dead. And I believe that. And I believe that if I believe in you, that I, when I die or when you come back, I will be with you. So I choose to follow you this day, Lord. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. And it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you've just done that, wow, shoot me a text or a message somehow on on uh, Instagram or Facebook. You can find me, George Crab, Facebook. Or uh, uh, you can do it on Instagram. It's Crab George. Um, anyway, God bless you if you did that. And I just... Uh, Make sure you stay in the Word, get connected to a good church, and uh, make sure you have fellowship and you pray every day and read your Bible every day, all right? And, and make sure it's a relationship with God. All right, I'm real excited, you guys. So we're going to get into chapter two in this next segment, uh, the next uh, part.
And that's real exciting. It's about Abraham and Isaac going up the mountain where Isaac's carrying the wood on his back. And he's with the father. And the father has the torch in his hand, which is a picture of God's wrath. But there's a surprise at the end. There's a lamb that substitutes the sacrifice of Isaac. So stay tuned. Check it out. We're going to go into big detail on this one and break it down and, and just enjoy God's word. All right, you guys. God bless. I hope to hope you're on the next uh, segment, and I'll talk to you later. All right.